Welcome to another episode of Let's Go 360. Let's Go 360 is a podcast for listeners who want to know more about what God is doing around the world, here, near, and far. This podcast is sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley, also known as CCV. One church with many locations across the greater Phoenix area, with plans to expand wherever God wants CCV to go. And as always, our show notes will have links to helpful information discussed in each podcast episode, along with a complete transcript of every episode. Check out all episodes on letsgo360.org. And be sure to check out CCV at CCV's website, ccv.church. My name is Larry Fraley. I'm your host and lead pastor of the local and global missions here at CCV. Well, I am so excited about today's episode. I just found out last week that our friends from Rafa International is coming to Phoenix. And so I said, what a great time for a podcast. And so at the last minute, here we are. I met Stephanie many years ago, around the time that CCV was getting Streetlight started. You can check out episode 11 with Hannah Burkle. We did an episode with her last week. But today, we want to welcome Stephanie Freed and Terera Sath from Rafa International. Years ago, her father urged her to investigate human trafficking, and Stephanie Freed co-founded Rafa International in 2003. And as a result, a single aftercare program for juvenile female survivors of sexual trafficking was started. And it was started in Cambodia. Rafa International today exists for child survivors in Cambodia, Thailand and Haiti, 15 years after it was established. As an advocate for the girls who have been traumatized, Stephanie works tirelessly to help them realize their worth and value. Stephanie is dedicated to engaging and educating people on the themes through the use of her voice in a number of public speaking venues, including churches, civic events, conferences. She's worked on a documentary about human trafficking in Cambodia called Finding Home, which was on Netflix two years and received numerous accolades at film festivals. Today, we have Stephanie and Tara with us. Gals, welcome to the show. (laughs) Hi, Larry. Thanks for having us. Tara, thank you for coming. I know you you have just got into the U.S. not too long ago, right? Yes. I just got here like last 10 days ago. Okay. Well, you've gotten your sleep acclimation all up to speed and and we had a great lunch today with some Asian cuisine, and mm-hmm. so so we're all we're all doing well. So Stephanie, before <laughs> we get started here, uh, tell us a little bit about about you and Tara. You you tell us about yourself as well. Yeah, I'll start. I guess um, actually, it's a it's kind of a cool story. Our fathers were um, part of this founding team for Rafa International. Um, Tara's father was actually, uh, uh, he is a, still a church pastor in Cambodia, and he did a lot of translating for my father back in uh, at the turn of the new century, and um, that's how they became acquainted, and that's how Tara and I became acquainted, and uh, she is she's the sister of my heart. Now, you're headquartered in Joplin. Correct. But Tara lives in Cambodia. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, here's the big question. So h- how big of a problem is this? Yeah, so 
you know, when we started researching um, the global issue of human trafficking um, <laughs> almost 19 years ago now, we learned that UNICEF at that time was already reporting more than a million children were being trafficked every single year. That is a statistic that even today I cannot wrap my mind around. <laughs> and that every single year is really the punchline there, right? Because it would be overwhelming just to think of a million children ever having been trafficked. But the truth is that every single year, another million children globally are disappearing into um, sex trafficking, sexual violence. Um, yeah, it's devastating. And unfortunately, Larry, that that number has only escalated um, since, you know, since we first heard about it almost 19 years ago. And uh, you've got online sexual exploitation taking place now um, that just we could have never wrapped our minds around back then. And so uh, we've just got a lot of work to do. Um, for Rafa, that number can get really overwhelming, almost to the point where you want to throw up your hands and just say, well, what can ever be done about that? And um, for us, that is exactly the reason that we talk about one child at a time so much. In fact, that one child at a time is a mantra for us. It's in our mission statement because we can end this for one child at a time. We may not be able to end it for a million children this side of heaven um, or all of the millions, <laughs> but we can end it for one at a time. And so that's what we look at, Larry. So how does a, how does a girl, young girl, actually come into Rafa? Yeah, we work with, we work really hard. Tiran, her team in Cambodia work um, so hard, as well as our team in uh, Thailand and our team in Haiti. They work really, really hard to build partnerships with local law enforcement, um, social, social work services in the countries um, where we have partnerships going on. Um, government social workers who are very underfunded and under-resourced in these developing world countries. Um, we work really hard on partnerships with all of those entities, and they do the legal work of rescuing children. Um, sometimes it's, it's, it uh, boils down to um, they need gas in their tank. <laughs> and so we can, we can come alongside them even in that very simple way, and help resource them to go do what they legally have to do in order to rescue children. And then they bring them and refer them um, to us. They bring them to us and we have, um, we have legal guardianship of those children during their court cases. And very oftentimes following the close of their court cases because they don't have a safe place to go to. Now, do you work with other uh, legal entities I know International Justice Mission does a lot of that work. Do you work with an organization like that? Yeah, we ha we are in coalition with um, really good organizations. IJM is obviously one of those. Um, since the very beginning, um, they have empowered and equipped our our team. Um, they'll come in and do uh, education with social work. Uh, our teams in Thailand work really closely with IJM, even currently. Um, so we just have a lot of respect for our partners. How many girls actually have come through Rafa? 
Oh goodness, we are we are in the process of doing the hard work of figuring that out. Um, for so many years, our our uh, all of our documents have been on paper, and so we're working to move everything into an electronic data database and have really good data. Um, we know that we've helped thousands of girls um, over the 18 years that we've been combating trafficking. To Tara, could you? Could you maybe ex- help our listeners understand what a typical day would look like for one of these girls at Rafa? Every day, um, the girl will um, go into school, and uh, we have like skill for sending to them, and also we have social work, try to working with the family, and also try to work with community to understand like what is human trafficking and slavery, and also try to follow some of the case that they reintegration. One of some of the our group were working with the counseling with the girl every day, just like by schedule what uh, we will meet and what we will do, and also we also have uh, social work with uh, with work with um, social department government to try to assess who the new girl could come to our program and stay uh, with us. So this is what we've been doing every day and more every day that. Um, the house mother tried to work with the girl, only teaching them um, about how to do a life skill and how to protect themselves. And also every evening, we also learn together, read the Bible, pray together and uh, to understand that in Cambodia is Buddhism country. So the girl sometimes to learn how to be scared at night time because so dark. So our house mother and some of our leader will pray with them before they go into sleep. So I know a lot of these kids are just traumatized and so and has and they've been traumatized for perhaps a number of years. So the only true healing that can take place it can only take place through Christ. Is that, is that right? I mean, there's a lot of different clinical types of different um, sessions and counseling that they can go through, but the only true healing that can take place is through Christ. Right. That's what we believe, Larry. Um, Jesus is our secret weapon at Rafa International, and um, especially when we're talking about Cambodia and Thailand, as Tara just articulated, that those are um, countries that are primarily uh, hold a Buddhist worldview. Um, you know, that that at the very epicenter of Buddhism is a thing called karma, and karma says what comes around goes around. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have we have girls who are coming through our gates at Rafa who believe that they deserved what they got, mm-hmm. um, that it is their fault that they were trafficked, that they were raped, that the violence that has happened in their lives has, has taken place. And so um, it is our great honor that we get to tell them that— <laughs> Not only did they deserve not deserve the bad things that happened to them, but that they have a Savior that loves them so much that He died for them, and that they're actually their true identity is uh, as daughters of God. How how are you measuring your success with these kids? And one day at a time. <laughs> anybody that works with uh, anybody that works with um, trauma knows that there are a lot of uh, mountains and valleys that go into that. And so we, we've we learned not to write anybody off as, as um, failing in their lives. Um, you know, we, Tara and I, worked really closely with a young woman who for seven years 
after she left our program, it looked like uh, it looked like she probably wouldn't survive very long. Just the drugs and the prostitution and the chains of of that very devastating life lifestyle um, that she was trapped in. Um, just didn't even look like she was going to survive. And I think there would have been days um, throughout those seven years that we would have said that um, that was a failure. And uh, today, Larry, she's this just beautiful, she's got light and love flowing out of her eyes. <laughs> and um, she works with us now at Rafa, has gone through extensive training to come back and work with us. And she serves, you know, the most vulnerable children. She serves in our, self, our special needs unit. And so we have learned to be very careful about how we measure success. Of course, our heart, our desire is that all of our girls would know um, their Savior, Jesus Christ, as their own Lord and Savior. Do you have, uh, you mentioned one example, are there other examples of a, of a girl or even their her family that have been changed through Rafa? Oh, so many stories. Tara, I don't want to. I don't want to steal our, all of our time here. You want to tell a story? You want me to tell a story? You can tell the story. Maybe easier. <laughs> okay, Tara, you can tell it in Kamai later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I, you know, so many stories uh, flood my mind, Larry. But I would say another one um, would be, uh, you know, a few years ago, um, we got we got a report that um, we had a girl that was really struggling, um, you know, just we had to, our team had to watch her very closely. She was um, self-harming and um, definitely um, did not want to go on living. In fact, at one point she told her counselor, I am trash. I am trash. And she said, I'm not even the kind of trash where there's anything worthy to recycle out of. I'm the kind of trash that needs to go straight to the dump. Yeah, that's devastating. <laughs> and, um, you know, to, to watch her, um, her now be um, one of the top performing students in her class, to understand her worth and value as a daughter of the King of, King of Kings, um, to know that... Um, her desire is to go forward and help other girls who may also feel like they're trash. Um, those kind of stories keep us going on the darkest days and cause us never to never to lose hope. I know that it must be hard for you to day after day be in Rafa and then look out the window and see some young girl who you know is caught up in sex trafficking and there's nothing you can do about it. And then yet you have something like this happen to help you go to the next day, go to the next child. So that's, that's just amazing. That's right. That's right. Um, what, what are some of the biggest challenges that you're facing? Um, well, for the girls that we serve, I would say our biggest challenge is the identity crisis, you know, uh, that I just mentioned. Um, any, anyone who works with um, survivors of trauma knows that what the enemy tries to do through trauma is he tries to steal your true identity and label you with a new identity, which sometimes can be, you know, trash. <laughs> it can be trash. Um, 
And so it is, um, it's a, it's a huge challenge to overcome that with the children that we serve. And it often takes a long, long time. I think, um, I think people really underestimate the um, amount of time that it takes um, walking with a child who has survived this kind of, of trauma. Um, you know, we have, uh, we have staffing uh, challenges. When you're talking about working in uh, a country that is primarily Buddhist, it is a miracle. Like when, when, the, when CCV teams walk onto our campus, when y'all come to see us, which we love when that happens and we can't wait for that to start happening again post-COVID, um, you meet this incredible staff and you know that they are a miracle of God that in a, in a um, demographic of less than 1% of this entire country, that these Christians um, would rise up and have the strength and the courage to do, to do this kind of work. And so that is a, that's a huge challenge that we face, finding um, professionals who also shine the light and love of Jesus Christ um, um, to the children that we're serving. Now, obviously, COVID has caused all of us to kind of reset, and, uh, but it's also been a blessing in many ways because it's, it's forced us to kind of rethink yeah. what the future is and what God wants to do. Uh, what are there any opportunities, plans, goals that you see in the future? Yeah, we know that. Um, and Tara, I, I want to make sure I'm not talking over you. <laughs> we know that we want to um, we want in, in the future to have even more of a community focus than we've had in the past. Um, you know, we've been so uh, we've been busy in the Lord's work of of doing the hard work of um, the aftercare, the residential aftercare um, portion. And we know that um, more community work means um, that children don't go over the cliff in, in the first place. And so post-COVID, we are feeling this energy and this um, strategic drive to go and hit this um, in the, at the community level and stop more children um, from being trafficked in the first place. And so big, big plans uh, in the future on that and um, more community counseling work, more community social work. Um, yeah, we're excited. And you're also expanding outside of Cambodia, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got big expansion plans in Thailand where we are one of only two residential, uh, licensed residential um, aftercare units for um, children who are who have been rescued from trafficking, so lots of expansion work going on there. And um, yeah, Larry, just getting ready to move into our new campus here very soon in in Haiti, which will expand our um, our footprint in um, being able to serve so many more children there. Stephanie, you know, CCV have has supported you for a number of years now. Yeah. I'm just wondering if you could recall a time where maybe CCV was able to help you get to the next level to help you grow. Yeah. It's funny that you said that because um, in the car on the way over here, um, Tara and I were talking about uh, how special CCV is to Rafa and how actually at every stage where we were poised to take the next big step, you guys were there. Um, your CCV, um, those who are listening, who are part of this church family, who who give to this church, your um, 
you're part of the work of Rafa International. You have made it everything that we've talked about today possible. We cannot do this without you. And so, Larry, I would just say, um, which time, <laughs> which time do you want me to recall? Um, I can tell you um, there was there was a moment um, about five years ago that a terrible storm came through Cambodia and wiped out our security system, like just absolutely uh, zapped our electronic our electronics. And um, I, who who are you going to call? <laughs> I called I called you, Larry, and um, was like SOS. We need help immediately. You know, we we're lacking every camera, every camera on our aftercare campus, and these children are you know. They need very a very high security campus, and um, you said make it happen. Mm-hmm. That's just one example. There have been so many. Mm. Well, we're certainly honored to to be stand by your side. You guys are doing amazing work, and God is just doing amazing work through you. Tara, I'm going to ask you: How can we pray for you? Pray for energy and safety for our staff and the girl. That mm-hmm. is what we need. And um, God protect us. And I'm also going to ask you, Tara, would you, would you close out this podcast in prayer in your native tongue? Sure, yeah. ក៏ដឹងថាកាងរបស់ផន្ត្រង់ដែលជួយ <laughs> Well, I may not fully understood what all you said, but I know someone who did. And so we thank both of you for coming today. Um, you mean so much to us. We look forward to having you back. And I look forward to coming and visiting. I can't wait to see what's what's going on there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming, guys. Thank you, Larry. Well, as we wrap up today's show, we want to thank you for listening. You can follow us on your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star review if you like what you've heard today and want to hear more. That way, more people can hear about what God is doing around the world. Also, you can follow us on our website at www.letsgo360.org. You can also check out CCV at CCV's website, ccv.church. Thanks for joining us. And as we talk with those living out the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandments, so that we might stand before the great multitudes, before the throne when the mission of God is complete. May God bless you as we go and send those here, near, and far.